hi guys this is catchy on catch me reading mm, it's been so long and hmm, today's book is um very interesting hmm. I, I i can say it's one of my favorite but i like it i like the book very much it's hmm. you know what let's just start and then we will see how you guys feel about it the name of today's book is the the truth about lies by ali martinez and i took the advice of that friend of mine that said i should be doing like i read a chapter i summarize so i won't be all over the place but knowing me i couldn't finish doing that i think i stopped at chapter seven i'll be eight so i'm like mm, when we get there we'll just roll with it so um chapter one uh, we were being introduced to a guy who was talking to his wife on a video call and he watched her get murdered as in she was tortured and murdered and he couldn't do anything because he didn't know the hotel she was staying he he didn't and the people who were hurting her couldn't hear him screaming because she, they were using earphones and he had to call the police and he couldn't even give them a definite description because he, he just he you could just explain how the hotel room looks like a motel and you know all this motel from what i watch in movies they kind of look alike so the summary of that chapter one it was just a man going through one of the most harrowing experiences anyone can go through and then they didn't really give us insight into anything they just showed us how the police came in and pronounced the lady he was talking to dead then chapter two we are introduced to cora cora it's cora is a woman or a lady she has um two ladies team her river and savannah okay she wakes up and she found out that she could find only i was thinking they were her daughters at first so if you read the book which i want you guys to read i'm always saying it i don't give the whole details so you guys can read the book you see that she came into the room and she couldn't find one of the girls and then she went downstairs to a lady chrissy i think chrissy is a prostitute so let me just summarize for you that whole building is filled with prostitutes and um cora that's the lady we're introduced is like their godmother or should i say she's not like a pimp she just takes care of them checks up on them she's a therapy to a therapist to them and everything and river and savannah girls that stay under her they live with her and i think she has warned christy so many times not to entertain savannah because savannah has um a rough childhood so but christy was explaining that savannah was the one that said she wanted to know how it works in the streets as in prostitution and she was one telling christy that she has warned christy several times not to entertain savannah and that since christy is not listening she's going to tell her brother-in-law marcos and dante about what christy did and christy was scared and because dante is like their ogre or should i say and marcos is um dante's brother but most people are scared of dante more though marcus is an asshole too and nick who cora was married to is dead 
So chapter 3, we're introduced to Drew, who it seems spent two years in jail and is trying to make up for it by banging everything with his skirts. Pen, who can't sleep in hotels or look at carpets. If you can remember, I told you in chapter 1 about a guy that watched a lady get murdered. So obviously, his name is Pen. And due to that experience, he can't look at carpets because that hotel had a carpet and he could he can only see that lady's blood which the lady is his wife lisa because of the tragedy that happened he owned a company um a real estate company and he has a degree in engineering from mit mit but he left everything he changed after lisa his wife died he became depressed he became angry because he couldn't understand why someone would murder his wife though the police um came to the conclusion that it was like a robbery gone wrong but he watched the whole thing happen and he knew that that was not a robbery because they tortured her and so many things happened that i don't i don't want to say because i want you to read the book but knowing me i might end up telling you guys so chapter four is um cora is on a phone call with catalina guerrero which she can't contact but Catalina can't contact her. Obviously, Catalina is um, the Guerrero's sister. That's Manuel Guerrero. Let me explain. Manuel Guerrero is like the head of the cartel. He has three children, Dante, Marcos, and Catalina. Dante, that one is always on drugs. Marcos, I think that's the only one that like kind of has sense, but he's an asshole because he's a bully, he's an abuser, and well he's a bad person then nick nick was the one that um cora was married to but nick is dead so and then catalina is their sister who they married off to the attorney general because manuel her father and thomas lyons the attorney general used to be um, bodies and husband to used to beat her so i think that's why she ran away so let me just read my summary do i wait i really i would prefer seeing it but i am just taking a reader's advice i'm not enjoying it to be very honest so um but she has a storage locker at the other side of town catalina is wanted by her father who she testified against her brother dante and marco and her abusive husband who is the district attorney that used to be friends with her father but they fell out cora sends money for the upkeep of herself and her daughter isabel so that's like the main cocoa of um catalina nobody can find her nobody knows that cora is still contacts catalina because if they do they would have killed her because cora is still under dante and marco so then another chapter coming where cora report uh, was reporting to marco that hugo their maintenance guy has sleeps with um the girls in the building so that just for them just for him to do his job and when she told marco marco fired him and then she told marco about christy if you remember, I told you Christy was the one she threatened. 
and she begged marco was like are you all dreaming and everything and they just he slapped he beat her around and then he kicked christy out and hugo so he hired pen and drew if you remember i told you who pen is from the beginning so it seemed like pen and drew had their own plan for coming to the place to this um, building because they wanted to get into like get information so obviously the backstory is that drew went to jail purposely just to get information from manuel i'm jumping but well if you read the book you'll understand it better and so now manuel like takes drew like his son so that's how drew got this job as a maintenance guy and then river who cora takes care of savannah is another girl cora takes care of savannah used to be a junkie um that dante because how dante gets girls he puts um an ad in newspaper for models and when they come he drugs them promise them things and then forces them into prostitution which which is what he did with savannah but cora took savannah because savannah is not up to 16 years she's like maybe 15 or 16 so cora took savannah and he's trying to show her a way that prostitution is not the only way you can go that's why she took savannah in and she stole savannah from she went to dante's house one time to get to pick up something and she saw savannah drugged out and she stole savannah so dante does not even know savannah is missing that's why whenever dante comes to her house she hides savannah so when he came to her house with this maintenance guy she hid savannah in the bathroom and the maintenance guy were trying to like, figure out what was wrong with the house and when pen came in and saw a girl in the bathroom cora was now cora was begging him not to tell dante she was, she was even rubbing herself on him like trying like trying to make him promises that she would do anything and pen covered up for her so she was like surprised like wondering what pen would get from her because nobody has ever done anything like that for her like done anything for her without getting something so chapter five talks about pen being discussed disgusted that Cora was hiding Savannah in the shower and he got into a fight and Drew because Drew got into a fight with Marco and Dante and they brought out guns so after they left Cora came over to explain the situation that Dante puts ad in newspaper for models wow see I'm really doing well and end up promising them money and drugging them to keep them depending on him and when they are druggies he pushes them to the streets Pen is attracted to Cora, but he's in denial. Like, they couldn't just stay away from each other. I don't know how this kind of attraction... Because I read books. And the way they explain all this attraction, like, you can't handle yourself. I've not been attracted to anybody like this. Is he a cause? So I've not just met the person. Or is he a soulmate kind of thing? What if my soulmate is not even in this part of the world that I am in? Is that how we we'll just be like um, star-crossed lovers who will not meet? Please. At this kind of attraction, the way they explain it, it's like you can't even think, you can't even, you are lost in yourself, like just that moment. It's like, I don't, I don't know. I just feel, I don't know if it's my cynicism working, but I don't just believe things like that exist. But if anybody has felt that kind of attraction, please let me know because it's going to give me hope. The only time I hear or see this attraction are in movies and in books and I'm like, okay, maybe it's just fiction so back to the novel we we're talking about chapter six um drew and pen they were shown their room which was a pigsty because hugo i don't know if i'm saying that hugo i know it's an italian name or 
latino name but i don't know if it's hugo or hugo want and cora warned them that about having anything like she, she doesn't want to see any of them with any of the girl and drew said it was obvious cora was crazy about pain they just met and this attraction is like <laughs> anyway let me not judge you it might be jealousy that is doing me maybe i'm jealous so pen and drew are still trying to disinfect the room that they were giving while drew went out to do whatever drew does pen was trying to get some sleep since sleep wasn't for coming he decided to like like munch on something that night and he heard running in the staircase and someone was banging on his door when he opened the door he saw it was river one of the girls that cora introduced him to that like one of the kids that stay with her and then river was like asking him for a bolt cutter and he was confused like what for what for and river kept on saying does it matter just get a bolt cutter and they ran and it seems like someone in a room one of the girls angela is her name tried to commit suicide she, like she sliced her hands and when they broke the door they saw blood everywhere the carpet and everywhere and then drew um pen sorry started screaming like lisa he started calling lisa because it's all like it's all like a pity it was like ptsd of what happened to his his wife his dead wife and he was like no not the carpets not the carpets because he had issues with carpets because his wife died on the carpet and he raised the lady d'angela on the car put her on the couch and was giving her cpr and mouth to mouth and just trying anything to make it work for straight 30 minutes and cora was actually surprised i think that was when cora started falling in love with him because in her own world everybody just see them as prostitutes like hoes like trash of the earth and nobody has ever like seen them as human being and uh, human beings and she felt that it didn't even matter to pen that this angela was a prostitute he still gave time to pen so um that happened and when the emt came they pronounced um the lady dead so drew tried to confront cora when he heard about the angela's death and cora seen pen like he put a hand because i think the plan was that drew would try to seduce because obviously pen was not interested in women since his wife died so though i think he has been banging just for the fun of it you know how men explain away all these things yeah we still love our dead wife but we can't do without sex <laughs> but who am i to judge <laughs> so drew like like was putting his hand on cora like now trying to pet her and cora seen pen eye like you know that macho like i don't want anybody to touch you and cora withdrew from drew's hand she said she can't explain why she did that but she did it and then pen was like asking his brother drew like do you got this and and drew was like i got this and then pen walked out. i'm so sorry guys just i don't know that place just annoyed me and pen walked out and um cora started questioning drew like who is lisa and drew got angry was like what do you mean and he was like because um pen was screaming lisa when that like that incident was happening and then drew was like lisa is nothing which pen and which cora was like it can't be nothing because obviously drew reacted to it too so while they were there they saw that's how they introduced us to larry larry is like a corrupt cop that the guerrero used and he was like looking at cora in a dirty way and stuff and 
Cora was like, whenever, because he's the one that cleaned their messes, their mess for them. So Cora now told Larry that when, whenever, whatever you write in your report, just let me know that she wants to wash herself and take her bath, and she kicks Larry out of the house. And Larry was threatening her. How remember she's she's on her third strike that if he just arrests her she will be going to jail for life because she has this thing where she has begun to jail twice so she's like an habitual offender so if she gets any strike i think she's done for i think she would be like get a longer sentence so pen was um drew left and when he came to the house he saw that pen was having ptsd about the incident and drew kept on like trying to cheer him up and like this isn't lisa and you actually tried to save angela angela and pen because in his own opinion why um, pen is having issues that he could see his wife being murdered but he couldn't do anything and she kept on saying please and please and so that word please is like another ptsd reaction like whenever you say please it, get, it brings him back to when his wife was saying please so pen was now complaining that he was yeah he was he he tried helping but it wasn't even useful that he's tired of this kind of world or what kind of world that the cops are dirty and they want to f- sleep with young ladies and teenage children and drug addicts and hiding from their pimps and that he was even kind of disgusted that the emt people that came they were not even like trying to rush to save the lady's life they were just like looking at the girls and stuff like eyeing them sexually and drew was now advising pen that he can quit if he wants to and that cora has eyes for only him and that he can't even get in Cora's pants. Cause I think that was the plan because Cora like is attracted to Pen, and Pen was like he doesn't really care about Cora. And Drew told um, Pen that you are lying, that she's under your skin, and he's freaking you out, and he's freaking you out. And Pen like explained that he can't ride off into the sunset with Cora. That even if he's attracted to her, he can't ride off into the sunset and stuff. And Drew was like. Lisa has been dead for four years. That I think it's time to move on. Nobody will judge you if you want to move on. That I'm even giving you permission to move on. So that one happened. Then Pen and Cora were avoiding themselves, and someone um Drew explained to Pen that whenever something like this happened, Dante or Marco shows up and beats up Cora. Um, as a way of warning the other girls to not misbehave so they were like they will plan to like they'll be watching Cora in case Dante come and maybe they will defend her so it went like that Cora went to Angela's room to clean it up and found out that someone had cleaned it up so as a way of saying thank you to Pen, she made dinner which she invited Pen, and Pen didn't come but Drew came and she was like kind of disappointed so fast forward, they now started doing their love. They now started meet, like they they met and spoke and spoke about their attraction, how they can't stay away from each other. How do you know the place that drove me crazy? Let me let me let me read that place to you because I'm not sure I can explain it. I can, I, I'm not sure I can say it. It's, I just the only thing I can do is read it out. So she was like, um she was like she had touched him and he was like don't touch me 
and he wanted to move her, her hand and he was like don't remove your hand either like nigga make up your mind for christ's sake make up your mind and she, they were like she was like stop what you're doing i don't like what you're doing and she was like what am i doing He's like you know what you're doing i can't stay i can't stop thinking about you i'm that you know all those blah 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 shit i don't know when i read all those stuff i'm like rolling my eyes so they now started like talking he, he bought cupcakes for her he found out from river that she liked cupcakes and he bought cupcakes for her he bought thai food for her like he he talks about how he does things and she he gets to her like she appreciates it so much and he's like you see that nobody has done this kind of things for her before like he's like amazed so there's this part i want to read to you guys <laughs> So let me explain. They didn't have they 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 they've not had sex here. They were just making out. He said my pants stayed on, her bra remained in place, but there was nothing innocent about the way our bodies rolled together like waves unable to find a shore. And I was a delirious man lost at sea who never wanted to be found. Oh my god, I don't know how these authors write this thing. I wish I can be this creative. When the frenzy finally ebbed from our bodies, I was lying on my side, my back against the couch, her front pressed to mine, our noses only inches apart, as her head rested on my arm and my fingers teased at her lower back. Our breathing was labored, our skin was damp, and I had no doubts the drumming of our hearts could be heard on the first floor. Wow, she breathed, her eyes too close, her greed harassed, ghosting one last kiss kiss over her lips. That was by far the hottest forehead kiss I I have ever given. Anyway, so there's now drank because they said they didn't want to have. Drew said he didn't want to have sex. He was actually, um, I said Drew, sorry, Pen. He actually wanted to sleep with her, but she, like, I don't know if she, like, she was shocked because I think it was bringing memory. She explained that. She explained to us, not to Pen, that sex for her was a bargaining chip, like a way to get something from someone. She, like, after Nick, she has not really had sex and so uh, when drew's um pen i don't know why i keep on calling him drew when pen saw her face he like stopped and he was like they are not going to have sex even no matter how much she cajoled and tried to get him so they started talking and he started asking her questions and she he asked her about catalina and when he asked her about she got shocked she was like she should have known why would he be interested in her that the Guerrero sent her to get information on where Catalina is and she was shouting at him that she doesn't know where Catalina is that he should leave and everything and he was like explaining to her that no that he was just asking because he said she said that that's the only person that cares about her and that he doesn't have any ulterior motive that if he did would he have been trying to stay away from her all this while that he's saying the truth and everything and then when they turned back they saw that River and Savannah came out of their room like worried and they were like they explained that they just had a misunderstanding and they made up so when he got to his when he got to as in back to the house he told he told um he told drew that um cora knows where catalina is and they had to get the information 
so um i'm going to read because i said i'm going to be doing something i'm going to be reading um some parts of the books for you guys so that you guys can like enjoy the book as much as i do so you know um when um pen came into um cora's room for the first time he saw that cora had carpets and he had that ptsd and he said he would tear it out which he did and he would buy her a new bed because she had a mattress on the floor so when he bought the mattress river and savannah were mocking um Cora that oh he he's buying you a mattress so he can like sleep with you and she was like no they've not slept together and um Savannah was not angry like why you try and sleep with him if you don't sleep with him he will leave and he will get it from somewhere else or he'll get it like by force and she was Cora was explaining that people don't like you don't have to sleep with someone to make them stay in your life Savannah Savannah was like you won't know until it's too late and then when they turned they found out that um they found out that drew were drew and pen were listening on the conversation and so drew said um pen said 700 years savannah that is how long a man care who cares about you would wait to sleep with you they don't leave they don't lose interest and they don't sh- they don't the show has don't fuck don't take something that doesn't belong to them a man doesn't take a man doesn't manipulate you for your body a man doesn't give the first fuck if your hair and makeup are done he doesn't even care if you force him to watch stupid ass musical with your girls a real man will wait 700 years his belts cinched cinched tight because every single second he gets to spend with his woman is a reward of his own oh my god oh my god this is so romantic and savannah was like don't talk to me like i don't know how men walk you want one thing and if she's not giving it to you you'll find someone who will and cora was embarrassed cora was not like stop honey this is between me and pain and river was like that's a lie admit it everything you do affects us right down to who you are sleeping and aren't sleeping with how the hell do you think this is going to end do you think the the guerrero buying you and penny wedding presents offering to hold the ceremony here at the ceremony dante is never going to let you go and you're lying to yourself if you think he is can you imagine what like a 12 and 50 a 14 and 15 year old girl have in their mind about like sex and how life works so it was actually kind of sad seeing this so when um pen explained to the girls like trying to like calm them down he had to lie that he can he had to lie to them about how Cora talks about them and stuff to him, which Cora doesn't, but he just said things and Cora hugged him and was like crying. Which she normally doesn't cry in public, but obviously she cries in front of Pen. So when Pen went to his room to like get something, he met Drew and Drew was like trying to tell him that you love this girl, you love this girl and Pen was like, we made a promise that anything that happens, we will take her with us. But now, I want us to take, like, the three of them. And Drew was, like, getting angry. Was like, that was not the deal. We can find, we can take them to, like, so, um, so, um, we can take them to, like, social service. And he... Pen was like, no, that, that the plan has changed. And then they started fighting. And they got into an argument. 
And that was when we found out that Drew was actually Lisa's twin brother and not Penn's brother. So, but because Penn is an orphan, he doesn't have anybody. Drew is like a brother to him. So they started fighting. And Drew was advising Penn that Penn can leave. That him, he can finish up what he started, getting information on who murdered his sister. And Penn was like, no, that you sacrificed your freedom by going to jail to get information. The deal is me. Even if it's to sacrifice my life, I will do it. You've done your time. It's my time to like do my time, you know. And Drew was like, he's not going to judge him if he moves forward. That he actually quite understand that though he married his sister, Drew um, Penn likes taking care of somebody, and that's kind of person Corrie that he was even he had the way he's happy now. He was not happy when he was with his sister. That if Penn had informed him before getting into bed with his sister. In which Ben told him that he had to forget that. That he would have told him that his sister is too independent for him. Fine, they loved each other and stuff. But the sister loved her job more. She was always traveling and never at home. Doing, going on her reporter cases. And Drew understood that that kind of person his sister was. And Penn was building empires, making money, like to take care of them. He's the kind of person he wants to take care of his woman. And Lisa was too independent for him. So while this talking was going on and Cora was waiting for Penn to come back, Catalina called and explained that she was broke, that the person she normally works for cleans her house, went on a vacation, and she doesn't have money, and her daughter Isabel is sick. And Cora was like, she'll send her money, more money, so that she can like take care of herself and that she should do her a favor and buy cupcake and just eat. And she was telling her about pain, and Catalina was screaming at her that if Drew was in jail with Manuel, that means he works for Manuel. And she was trying to defend that they are not really like that, that they are different and stuff. And Catalina reminded her not to give any information. And she was like, why would she give that? She felt insulted that Catalina would think that, that she can never jeopardize Catalina's safety for anybody. And that she's going to send the money this night. So what she did was, since she was waiting for Pen, she and Pen was not around, and the girls were like downstairs watching movies. She sent them a text message. Then she sent um Drew a text message. A Pen, sorry, a text message saying she just wants to go out for a few seconds that she'll be back. And she left her phone purposely so they won't be able to reach her. So when Drew came, um, Pen came back and he couldn't find her. He started panicking, started having PTSD. He called her because from a few seconds, it got to one hour, it got to two hours, it got to three hours. He was not panicking. Drew was holding. He was like, what if they've taken her, that they have to go to Dante, that they need to bring out the guns and go to Dante, that Dante must have taken her and stuff. Maybe Dante has found out about them and stuff. And he was panicking. And Drew was trying to calm him down. That Think about it. She can never go anywhere without her phone because she cares about the girls and she wants to be updated that are you sure it's not catalina she went to like do something for and then while they were panicking and pen was panicking and doing this they had they had her car coming and when he started shouting at her pen was shouting at her where did you go where the fuck do you go and she was like you know he was being so like rough and she was shouting at him back and she saw that his face, he had the, as in, there was injury. And he, she was like, who, who did you fight with? What happened? How are the girls? And he was like, he fought with Drew. And she was like, trying to like, ask him what happened and stuff. And he was like, where the fuck did you go to? Like, what happened? Why will you just leave up and leave me and this and that? And they were quarreling. 
and she when she looked she wanted to shout at him but when she looked at him she saw how like scared he was she even saw that drew too looked scared and she was holding him and said she she now told him that she went to drop some money for some for some of for a girl for one of the girls she didn't say catalina said one of the girls and she hugged him and then he was like i can't i want you i can't lose you you know this i can't lose you you need to get out you need to be good you need to and then they had sex gagam um i didn't really read the sex scene but i can read it out for you guys because i'm that's generous so let me read it out for you guys the sex scene uh, hold on guys i want to read it out The way she explained the sex, it was like, <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm still looking for it. Mm-mm, okay. Are you guys ready? I landed on the bed first, watching with wrapped mouth, watering attention as he stepped out of his jeans. He was long and thick. <laughs> But more, he was ready. I squeaked as he dropped his knees to the mattress and folded over me with his hands on either side of my bed. His body hovering over mine, he kissed me again, chastely at first, breathing me in with a reverence so genuine it made my eyes sting. Who will kiss me with a reverence so genuine to make my own eyes stink? I wanted to talk to him, to once again reassure him that I was okay, but we had done enough talking. And as his mouth opened hastily, his tongue sneaking out to tangle with mine, and his fingers slipping between my legs, it was clear he agreed. My head flew back against the mattress, costing me the loss, costing me the loss of his mouth. But I could focus on nothing but the glorious pressure building, with only a single touch. He latched onto my neck, rough and desperate, licking and sucking, driving me to the edge as his fingers played between my legs with the skill of a piano player, hitting every single note my body had to offer. I moaned incoherently. He swallowed them like they were his favorite meal. I cried out, fighting the orgasm off, not ready to let go. He found my cleats circling and rolling until it was impossible to hold out any longer. Oh God, I breathed. The coils inside me tightening almost painfully before springing to life with pure euphoria. My breathing shuddered as he thrust two fingers inside me, stretching me and coercing, adding another layer to my release until I wasn't sure how long I had been falling. My head was spinning as my head as my body pulsed and I rode out the final current when I felt his mouth come down to my ear. This is the truth. This is... Sorry, I am... <laughs> I am overwhelmed, guys. This is the truth, Cora. This right here, you and me. This moment, this feeling. This is the truth. My eyes popped open. His turbulent gaze staring back at me. Pain. And that was all I got out before he guided his lens inside me. Feeling me completely, Pen made love to me that night, like real actual love. But there was something sad about it. He never stopped kissing me, but it wasn't heated or frenzied. His hands never stopped roaming and caressing my body, but it was like he was ingraining my every curve into his memory. He drove into me slow and sweet, like he was savoring 
every stroke. It was absolutely incredible and a little heartbreaking. I came twice more, his name tumbling from my lips each time. By the time pen came, we were both covered in sweat, our lips raw, my legs aching, but I was completely seated inside and out. He held me as we slept, just like he always did. But it wasn't the same. Even I couldn't figure out why. Huh? I, I can't, did you guys see the like rhyme? Even I couldn't figure out why. Anyway, so weeks later, after their sex, which I'm sure they will have so many, many, many more, but you have to find out till you you have to find out when you're ready. She found out about Penn's birthday and she threw a party. Like she baked him pie because Pen does not really like sugar. And while they were kissing and making out, Dante came to the party and started insulting her. I hope she's collecting money from Pen that she's banging because they were making out there. And how he, Chrissy, remember Chrissy kicked out? How Chrissy told him that she has been hiding someone from him, a redhead. And he came to find out that she knows if she lies, there are consequences. And she was like, I belong to you. I can't give anybody my body that she, she can never lie to him. And Pen was like trying to defend her and she kept on holding Pen. And then Dante left. So normally Dante would not leave that easily. So that's when she knew something was wrong. So she ran upstairs, opened the door, and she saw that River was tied up and Savannah was like passed out with a string in her hand. Like so river was now crying and calling that was where river called her mom and pen was shocked because they never knew that river was her child i know some of you would have seen that coming anyway i never saw that coming so she she was like trying to carry savannah like they was river was explaining how pen explaining how um dante told savannah that if she doesn't inject herself with that that he's going to take her away and she had to do it and i think it was too much for her and she she passed out and cora was explaining how they would just wash her up and she would be okay and she was asking pen and pen was like they have to take her to the hospital and she was like no they can't take her to the hospital and they can't take her to the hospital if they take her to the hospital they'll return her they'll take her to in social services that's what they call them, right? Yeah. And Pen held her and told Drew to carry her. She was screaming and shouting. And then he was trying to explain to her that if they leave her here, she's going to die. That they don't know what's inside the the inject this uh, this string. The needle that was the that was injected into her. And so she was like, they should search her pockets. And they were like, why? It was like Dante can put drugs there. That the last time Dante kicked her out and put drugs in her pocket. That that's how she ended up in jail. And Pen was so fucking angry. So Pen took her to the hospital and called emergency room and left her and then came back and told Cora and River to pack a bag and he lodged them in the hotel. Cora was like the hotel was way expensive, but she can't understand how Pen had the money. But she was just so numb because she was just she was like so scared so like what would have happened what if it had been river that's dante she thought dante can't do this but it seems like dante has 
past boundary that she has to leave that it's time to leave and so pen was like so she's your daughter that why didn't you tell me and he was she was like she never told anybody that the reason nick and her and nick and her got married was because she was pregnant then at 16 and that's when nick told nick was scared so she was scared nick told his dad his dad told forbid him from marrying her but nick didn't listen nick bought her an engagement ring paid the homeless guy to pretend to be her dad and they got married and since then the guerreros never accepted her they don't even acknowledge that rivers is nick's daughter because they blame both of them for nick's death because when nick was attacked dante's enemy dante made an enemy and the enemy attacked nick and when nick was attacked nick before nick died because she was there with nick nick was asking her if she was okay because i think she was pregnant then so dante like knows it was his fault but he keeps on punishing cora for nick's death because cora was there when nick died and Spen was like, why didn't you tell me River was your daughter? And she was like, it's not safe for people to know. So many girls that have come to that building, they have one thing in common. They've been abused by the Guerrero. That you think I want to advertise that a member of the family was just upstairs sleeping under the same roof. That no fucking way. That she, she's a Guerrero by marriage, but River is a Guerrero by blood. And she was, he was like, how many people know? I was like, she doesn't know that when they first arrived to the building she had just gotten out of jail and river was a year and a half manuel had her in custody when they locked her and so he ended up teaching river to call her cora instead of mom just to hurt her and he ended up working in her favor she told everybody that river was the daughter of a working girl who had died and that was their responsibility to make sure she had a better life and since then everybody just had that idea that okay that was who river is that when river was little she used to they used to wear pajamas and come on their on her bed and unlock the door and open the blankets and she'll be telling river about her father that that is when river started calling her mom and sometimes she still calls her mom but most times it's cora and pen was angry like you have a daughter why didn't you just leave and she was like she tried that when nick died in nick's funeral dante kicked her in her belly she started bleeding and she was four months pregnant then she had just 20 dollars that she packed her things and she went back home and her father looked at her belly and called her a hoe and when marcos found her they beat her up and then after she gave birth to river they set she tried to run away they set her up and she went to jail and when she was in jail they planned with the that district attorney that she was an unfit mother so manuel does her father-in-law got custody of her daughter so when she came out of jail she just wanted to like take care of her child and she stayed in that house and that's why she has never left because she knows that if anything happens again she'll be gone for a long time so the thing is I think when Manuel was in jail with Drew, he bragged about him sending out people to kill a nosy reporter and that it was his granddaughter. He told his granddaughter to like give the command and his granddaughter said, Guerreros, they don't 
take orders from anyone. Like he was bragging about how badass his granddaughter is, and Drew heard it. So the reason they've been looking for Catalina is because they didn't. They felt Catalina's daughter Isabel was the only granddaughter Manuel had. They didn't know Rivers was a granddaughter too. So they they know that Manuel was in the room with someone, the person that gave the order for them to kill Lisa. So that's why they, they came in. That's what that's the information they've been looking for. So Penn was not like now held um Cora and like they went to sleep and then Cora was watching River and they went to bed. And then a call came in and Brittany, one of the girls, was, was calling Cora that, where are you? Where have you been? The whole building is on fire. And she was like, can they call Dante um, or Marco? And, she, and Brittany was explaining how Dante and Marco's car were there, but they can't find them. And Penn, that we didn't know where the guys are, that Penn's car is here. So she now got scared. She woke River up. She went to bang on Drew's door, asking Drew where his brother is. And Drew said he doesn't know. And then they entered taxi. She was so scared. She was like, oh my God, that what has Nati done to Ben? And when they drove, they saw that the whole building was on fire. Everything was on fire. And Pen, they saw two bodies and three bodies. And Drew identified Pen as one of the bodies. So she was just numb. She, her money, the whole money she has been saving, the 200000 she has been saving in the... She has been saving in the house like so that she can run away everything was gone so and as she remember the conversation where um um, pen was asking her that if someone wants to help her will she leave she said she can't leave till she has she called the specific amount of money i think 200 million dollars 99 cents or something and he was like but what if they want only her and her girls to go out. She was like, she's still, she has, she, that she wants everybody to go out. She wants a good life for everybody. So she was just remembering that conversation and crying. And like, what would she do? How would she survive? She has no money. She has nothing. What would she do? And then the police interviewed her. And they said due to that, they saw cameras that he put. I think Penn put cameras all around and they can understand what went down. And then they brought a safe because she has a safe that she puts like thirty thousand dollars or something. And when she opened it, she saw inside the safe was a note that Pen wrote one in, one out. And that's the word that Nick always told her that when you just breathe in and out, and everything is going to be alright as long as you have life. And then she saw Pen kickers as in his truck, the keys to his truck, and she took it and she ran to the truck and she saw the stars that Nick left her. One some glow in the dark stars. If you read the book, you understand. I'm not telling you guys shit. And then she, when she opened his toolbox, she saw all her money that she has been saving. And then a withdrawal of the exact amount she once told him she needed for rehab, for clothing, for all the girls in the building. And she started crying. And she started crying and asking Drew, does Drew know about this? And Drew said he has no idea. So that's how that one ended. So it, they now told us like a week later... They were telling us where Savannah is. Savannah is back to the streets. She woke up in the hospital abandoned. 
and her parents were there. Social service called her parents and her parents took her back and they've pushed her back into the streets to be doing like to be selling herself for men. So while she was waiting there, her friend was telling a friend of hers was telling her how she that one she says she has a boyfriend and Savannah was asking, Does your boyfriend have money? And she's like, No, but her boyfriend does not have S T D and Savannah was like she should go and fuck herself that she she's going to stay here and make money. And then a BMW came drove in and Savannah was like you know how um working ladies do now like how um do you want to party and the guy now showed her money and she came in and when she came in she asked the guy so what would you like and the guy's like i first i'm taking you to rehab secondly i'm taking you to where you belong and when she turned she saw that it was pen so obviously pen did not die so there is a book too so i'm going to go and read that and i'm going to tell you guys about it so i hope i did justice to this book because i know i'm kind of like all over the place like i normally am but i'm not feeling so well but i just really wanted to drop a book today because i'm free work has been very hectic for me and i've not had time so if you guys have any issue about the book you guys should let me know and you send the bin i think i should i want to open an instagram page so i can like talk to you guys more up on this podcast because i feel there's no how you guys can give me your feedback or your criticism or like you know ways for me to improve so i think i I will do that so i hope you guys enjoyed this book i you guys should stay tuned for the book too which i don't know when i'll be talking about it because uh, work has been very busy for me but i will try and i hope you guys enjoyed it i tried to make it short but you know how i am i can't stop talking about books so this is catchy on catch me reading see you guys or talk to you guys next time have a lovely day and sorry i forgot happy new year